and welcome into Sports Takes with Jake here on a, another Monday night. And as always, we are coming to you live from the Villanova University here on a kind of chilly Monday night. Uh, the window is open here, I guess, because it's usually about a million degrees in here. But as always, we have our two esteemed co-hosts first with the Life is Good shirt on today. I like it, the golfer and everything. From Spearfish, South Dakota, Mr. Zachary Tipton. How are you doing tonight, buddy? I'm doing amazing. I'm doing fantastic, Fantastic. Jacob. I had a great day. Are you about to go to another world with Narnia later on? Oh, you know I am. <laughs> I always am in the world of Narnia. He's always in another, he's always in another world, folks. That's and true. the other co-host... From Malvern, Pennsylvania, the other member of the duo, Mr. Nick Downing. How are you doing tonight, buddy? Not too bad. Happy to be here. Yes. Yeah, we're happy to have you. We're going to get right into it here, folks. I have no notes for tonight, so we're going completely almost off the cuff here. Um, I did get to pull up some articles here. Obviously, the big talking point this week is the Super Bowl. The Eagles are in Arizona. They landed yesterday afternoon. Uh, the even the pilot put a uh, did you see that he put a sign that said it's a Philly thing out of the window. That's pretty funny. That's awesome. Um, yeah, they all arrived there yesterday. They're practicing at the Cardinals facility for the next week. Um, I, I guess here's some big headlines. I think uh, a big one here uh, is a chief off- Chiefs offensive line going against the Eagles defensive line. Huge matchup in this game. Offensive line for the Chiefs ranked fourth in by pro football focus uh, overall in the league and seventh in pass blocking against the vaunted Eagles defense that has four guys who have 10 sacks or more. How do you see this matchup playing out? I mean, it's definitely going to be, like you said, one of the stories of the game. I, as an Eagles fan, I hope we can get some some form of a pass rush against Pat Mahomes. Because if we don't, if we don't make him at least uncomfortable, I think it's going to be hard to win. Um, just because he's, like, the best quarterback in the league. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna, you have a Hassan Reddick here. He, he, draw, he will draw former undrafted free agent Andrew Wiley. Josh Sweat will go up against Orlando Brown, who's four-time Pro Bowler, one of the best in the league. Uh, do we think Sweat could get past Brown at all, or do you think that's going to be kind of a stalemate, Zach? Uh, I kind of think it will be a stalemate, in my opinion. I don't think Sweat has a chance of getting past Brown at this point. Oof, I really do. That's tough. I uh, I think I think Wiley is I think Wiley is vulnerable. Reddick can get. I mean, Reddick's like Reddick can get past anyone right now. But I, I, I just don't see Josh Sweat uh, doing it. I don't see Josh doing that. I think Orlando Brown is incredible player. Like the dude knows how to get shut down a player, and he's done it for so long in this league. Him and his dad both. Uh, so I don't see this going in a good way for Josh Sweat. Uh, however, that doesn't mean it can't happen. Yeah, I mean Mahomes just knows how to get the ball out here. He only has twenty nine sack yeah, twenty nine sacks in nineteen games Can we, this season. The one thing I want to talk about here is the fact that this this Chiefs offense has lost its probably biggest downfield weapon and its biggest weapon, and yet it never missed a beat this year. Tyree Kill was a huge loss. We're all like the Chiefs are gonna drop. I said that before the season even started. I think I said 
the Chiefs are going to take a step back this year. I said they are going to be third or fourth in the division because I don't I don't see how they're going to make up for Tyreek Hill. I was completely wrong, and this offense hasn't skipped a beat. So I uh, I was very impressed with that offense. I think I think the Eagles are going to be seeing a lot of different looks. They're going to be seeing a lot of different things. And the thing is, is Mahomes is so good under pressure. He is probably one of the top two or three QBs under pressure in this league. Like. If he's been, we saw that even in the even in the Super Bowl a couple of years ago when he they didn't win because he couldn't really get anything going. It really wasn't his fault. He was making throws that no one really thought anyone could make, and he was making them. He was putting them right on target, and the wide receivers were just dropping them in the Super Bowl. Um, but he was under pressure a lot there, and we saw that. So he is vulnerable there. But I don't. I just know he's so good under pressure. Agreed. Yeah, I think just going back to what we were saying. I um the interior pressure and the pressure from Hassan Reddick's side for the Eagles might be like areas of the Chiefs offensive line they could potentially exploit because like you said I think the sweat matchup is tough but that doesn't mean we can't get any sort of pass rush going mm-hmm. yeah Eagles have 58 sacks in their last 12 games which is twice as many they had all last year who is a who is your interior D lineman? Who are like your two? Javon Hargrave. Yeah, Hargrave. Linville Joseph, Nadamakinsu. Yeah. And Fletcher, Fletcher Cox. Cox. Fletcher Cox. Yeah. Did they, like they do they have ten sacks? Do one of those have ten any of those guys have ten sacks? Hargrave does. Hargrave. Yeah. Hargrave does? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm just curious to see who would be the best pa- who would get the pass rush for yeah. you guys there. Because yeah. Nadamik and Sue can too. Yeah. Sue's a great pass rusher. So I I'm I'm just curious to see who your interior guys will be get doing because I think that's what you need to make the waves, right? Yeah. Um, and Reddick off the edge. Reddick off the edge. I do think Josh Flett's going to get shut down. I really do. Um, so we'll see. I feel like Reddick will have a good game. Yeah. Um, Although Wiley's been really good this year, I will say. Wiley's been great this year. But Eagles are 20 and 1 the last 21 games. Jalen Hurts has thrown one or fewer interceptions. One and two when they've thrown more than once. Obviously. Him uh, taking care of the ball is critical in this game. I think he does it against this Chiefs defense. I, do. I don't yeah. think. I mean, I don't think the defense is that vaunted for Kansas City. Their their back end isn't. Um, and their D-line safeties are is. decent. Their safeties are decent, but their back end their back end isn't. Um, but I will say, I think uh, once I I was talking about I was talking about Nick with this before the show before we were eating dinner. Um, we I saw a sound on the TV. They were showing like stats in the Super Bowl and stuff. Jalen Hurts since recovering from injury, since coming back from injury, is four for twelve on passes over fifteen yards downfield. Interesting. Since coming back from injury, which I told Nick that's a really big stat because that shows that he's maybe not fully recovered. So we'll see. He said he's gonna have two weeks to rest here. He's gonna have two weeks to kind of warm up, get that shoulder back on track. We'll see if he can start hitting those deep balls on the field because he had a couple. He had one to Devonta Smith that was a catch in the NFC Championship game, uh, but he had a bunch of overthrows in that game too. He missed a lot of wide receivers in that game. He missed AJ Brown a couple times in the Giants game as well downfield. He's missed a lot of downfield targets overthrowing him. So we'll see. We'll see if he can figure that out because that that I was noticeable to me, especially in the end of that Niners game, even though it was kind of already over. It was noticeable to me that he was missing a lot of those throws downfield. Um, besides that one, obviously, early in the game to Devonta Smith, that was a catch. Mm-hmm. Nick, any thoughts? Yeah, I think if you're the Chiefs, that's probably something 
that we might see, especially early on, is them packing the box and just trying to slow down the Eagles' run game and the short pass game and just kind of risk being beat by the deep ball. Like, maybe they adjust after the after a, a big, deep Eagles throw. But I also noticed um, in the 49ers game especially how Jalen Hurts didn't look like the same quarterback throwing the ball deep than he did in, in before the injury. So it's it's definitely going to be a challenge. Like, like you were saying, Zach, though, he now has two extra weeks, some rest. Maybe that helps, but... It's definitely a big storyline headed into the game because if, if the Eagles lose the deep passing threat, it's going to be tougher to run the ball, and yeah. And, Nate, it, oh, and I will say Andy Reid's a better coach in the fact that Andy Reid, if a play like a Devonta Smith catch happens in that game as well, he's going to be a, he will throw the challenge flag, and he isn't going to make a mistake like Shanahan did early in that game. He will throw the challenge flag on that, and he is – Easily a far better coach than than oh. at least Shanahan. So I would say Heads that like above Shanahan, not even close. By far, it's in I, the playoffs. I would say especially. I would say Andy Reid is probably. Give me don't say I'm wrong here. I'm saying he's a top two coach in the league. Oh, I think yeah, I think he's been definitely. for a long time. Top two, I think it's. I would say it's maybe him and Bill. To be honest, I mean, yeah, I, I, in yeah, in recent see, years, see, not, act Bill. Like you, not Bill. Technically, you have a personal relationship with Bill. There, you're like, yeah, hey, Bill. <laughs> but <laughs> no, you, uh, Bill you like call him up on the phone every well, now I don't and then. I think people know people know who I'm saying when I say head coach and I say Bill. <laughs> I think so I think just, I don't, um, people don't say that. They say uh-huh. Belichick. Uh-huh. Fair, but anyway, you know what I mean. But no, like, I, I would say like. I would say I don't. Andy Reid isn't going to make kind of the, those mistakes that we saw Shanahan make. So that's a, that's a thing yeah. to watch as well. Thing that's scary with Andy Reid though, he's like I forget the stat. But he's like twenty-two and one off a of bye week. It's something crazy, and and they have a built-in bye week with the Pro Bowl games being yeah. So that that's interesting. I mean, obviously I I think he was win, but I mean that's concerning because he, he when he gets more than one week to prepare for an opponent, he's very lethal. Yeah, no, I think there are definitely some concerns for the Eagles, and on the Chiefs side. I mean, they probably are going to be worried about what their back end defense, like probably. secondary. Yeah, secondary yeah. for sure. But like, they're pretty good against the run, generally. But they, I, you know, maybe they haven't seen like a Eagles run offense. I mean, I, I'm guessing they have. I mean, who they they've had a let me see. I'll look at their schedule. But I don't know. I'll look at their run. They definitely have faced as good a team as good as the Eagles because the Eagles are what number one. Are Eagles number one in rushing? I think for all offense? intents and purposes, yeah. 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 I mean, Eagles are gotta be number one. Um, so they're definitely, definitely never faced that type of rushing. I mean, maybe the Chiefs would also be worried about their run game, if yeah, that's if true. for some reason Mahomes is struggles or something, well, or they I can't know, get it Pacheco's going. Pacheco's looked good in weeks, yeah. in recent weeks. Pacheco's looked like a true number one in recent weeks, so that is something to keep an eye on. He looked really good against the Bengals last game. Mm-hmm, he had some definitely. runs that were like. But maybe just like depth. I don't know. That could be an area of concern for them. Yeah. No, um. Sure. And also wide receiver depth. Those are, I guess, their worries. But like we said, it's tough. It's tough if you're an Eagles fan because it doesn't seem to matter who Pat Mahomes is throwing to. He gets the job done, and he still has Travis Kelsey as his main target. And I don't think the Eagles are statistically great against tight ends. I don't know if we faced any. Any serious tight ends, though. I mean, guess you could say George Kittle, but yeah, right. Just a completely different game. Yeah. Yeah. Nineteen um, percent of all rushing touchdowns Eagles ever scored in the postseason. This is interesting. Have come into three games Nick Sirianni has coached. So they have all the playoff games the Eagles have had, which is a lot, decent amount. And basically, a fifth of all their touchdowns have come in three games on the ground. With Sirianni is pretty interesting. Yeah. 
No, the run attack has been dominant. I think for the Eagles' offense, especially if if Hertz isn't as accurate with the deep ball, like the run, whether they can run the ball efficiently will probably honestly determine if they can win the game. Because if they can, that'll set up the play action, that'll set up the short pass game, and then like maybe some big plays over the top. But if they can't run the ball efficiently, like I think we're in for a long Super Bowl. Um, not saying they can't, and like like I said, I don't think. I'm not sure the Chiefs have really faced a team with as lethal a run attack as the Eagles, but I mean the only team I can see they faced they did face the Niners, and to be honest, they dominated the Niners, but it wasn't because of their run defense; it was because they got ahead really early, and the Niners had to play catch up. So Jimmy G threw the ball 37 times, which is something you're not going to see ever. Um, <laughs> yeah. And their rush, but for rush defense, they allowed Jeff Wilson to have 7.7 yards per carry, Christian McCaffrey to have 4.8 yards per carry. What game is this? This it was, was early not, in the season, this right? This was the this was right after I think they got the this was the game Brock Purdy came in for the first time. Okay. Uh, wow. I think this was week it was week uh seven. It, no, it wasn't the Brock Purdy's first game Brock Purdy. No, it was earlier in the season. But uh it was I, I, might, I think it was their game. first game with McCaffrey, maybe. Yep. I think that's why McCaffrey didn't play that much. That was the first game of the season that really exposed the 49ers defense. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. And that was the Chiefs offense, but Holmes right. just made him look silly. Which yeah. is and that's there's only been two times I've seen the Niners defense look that exposed. It was this, the Eagles game, and then it was this game. So that is interesting for sure. For sure. Speaking of the Niners, uh, one of their players had some interesting takes. Oh, I bet they did. Uh, on the Eagles, Brandon Ayuk. Oh, I remember this. Um, is uh, making some noise. This he said the Eagles got lucky against. The 49ers. What do you think? Oh, here's his quote. They talk about that. They okay. So let me. They talk about them being a good defense. I'm not sure. I think this Kansas City pass game will expose what we thought we were going to expose before some unfortunate circumstances. They got extremely lucky. Okay. Well, this quote means close to nothing for me. I mean, it's no, a, I know, but I'm, it's I a mean, player it, that just got beat. Of course, he's going to say uh, that. That you know, since his quarterback went down, that like his team wasn't able to play their game. That they, you know, they would have beat the Eagles. Of course, he's gonna say that. I no, I, I do agree with that same. I agree with exactly what Nick is saying. I I do, I don't agree with Ayuk at all though here, and that's because, um, even if Brock Purdy wouldn't got hurt, we saw the Eagles already have their way with the Niners' offense on that first drive. Like Reddick yeah. got Reddick got two straight Brock plays. Reddick just got right back there. Got Brock Purdy so fast. So I. I don't truly fully agree with Ayuk's quote. Do I think that if the Niner, if Brock Purdy didn't get hurt, that this game would have been a lot closer and yes. a lot better game? Totally. Absolutely. Yeah. But like, for me, I, I mean, you just, how would you even know if like the Eagles are a vaunted defense or not if you're the 49ers? Your quarterback but, but got hurt say, so early on. But to say they got extremely lucky is just not factual because we still had to play against the best defense in football and still put up 31 points. Yeah, agreed. Well, this is why this quote it doesn't mean much. Yeah, he's a, he's a player that's salty. His team just got knocked out. Yeah, I, I would also agree with that. I think also, I, he was on the offense too, so he couldn't even like do anything with no quarterback. Yeah. Um. Interestingly, your point about the four for 12 over 15 yards. Eagles haven't had a wide receiver with 100 yards in their last 11 playoff games. Interesting. Or their last 16 postseason victories. Wait, wait, well, that dates back a long time. Well, wait, Devonta Smith didn't get 
Devonta Smith didn't get 100 yards last game? No, he only no. had like that one catch, and that was about it. Oh, that's yeah. right. That's well, right. last game they just didn't need the receivers no, they to do anything. The and neither in the Giants game, too. Guess, Nick, you guessed the last 100-yard receiver. It's a familiar name, 2009. I Deshaun Jackson. Deshaun Jackson. That's what I was going to go No. Oh. Another familiar name, though. Jeremy Macklin? Yes. Okay. Oh, shoot. I forgot about Jeremy Macklin. 146 yeah. yards against the Cowboys in a loss. Tough. You won't get who had the last 100-yard game in a win. 1985. How? Oh, my God. Like Mike White? 1995. Mike sorry. White? No. Um, You're not going to get it. Fred Barnett. Oh, wow. What? 58-37 wild card went over the Lions. The Lions. I mean, we weren't even alive for that game. Yeah. So. <laughs> just can't blame us. Uh-huh. 58-37. Um, God, that's insane, actually. In the last eight games against teams with winning records, Hurts is seven and one. Yeah, yeah. he that's was a- two and nine before that. But granted, his team kind of sucked in 2020. And yeah, I mean, early obviously, part of 2021. Yeah, obviously, we're a different team this year. Well, tell that to all the haters that are like the Eagles haven't uh, beaten anybody. I know. Um, Speaking of the run game, uh, you know, Boston Scott, 20 career touchdowns, Gainwell 12, but they've only had 372 and 247 touches. Um, No running back in Eagles history has more touchdowns on fewer than 400 touches than Scott. Mm Mm-hmm. And no running back in the Eagles history has more TDs on fewer than 250 touches in Gainwell. Um, yeah. insane. That makes sense. Though. Oh, in NFL history, only nine running backs with fewer than 400 touches and more touchdowns than Boston Scott. No, I mean, you know you're a good offense when the third or, yeah, the third running back can make an impact. Like, like in a big way. Arguably Scott or, uh, or even Gainwell. Gainwell. I'm not sure who's even three there. I mean, they're kind of like tied second. Yeah, they're kind of like, have tied like second, Sanders. But, but yeah, to have, I mean, it just reminds me, Jacob, you and I have talked about this before. It reminds me of the uh, 2018 Super Bowl win for the Eagles when Corey Clement or Corey yeah, Clement was Corey Clement. was going off as like three a touchdowns. third string running back in the Super Bowl. Y'all like, like you guys probably don't know this, but like even when Vikings made the NFC Championship 2018 that year. We had Jarek McKinnon as our number three, and now he's the number one or number two on Kansas City. Like, he was number one for most of the year on Kansas City. Good teams make like, running backs yeah, down in the depth chart into, like, yeah, like serviceable, good-looking running backs. It was so fun to watch that because, like, it was, like, that was the year Latavius Murray was our number one, and Latavius oh, yeah. Murray looked like an absolute beast that year Damn. because Cook got hurt week four for the ACL and was out for the season. Yeah. yeah. Well, Mahomes? it's going to be hard for you to win without Kirk, with, with Kirk Cousins in, at the helm. Win and play, I don't know. Did you playoffs. see him balled in the Pro Bowl yesterday? Mm-hmm. Was, was flag football. <laughs> Dude looked like Pat Mahomes in the Pro in the Pro Bowl right there. Again, flag football. <laughs> flag no, football. we don't. We don't mean to rag on your team per normal, but no, no. Mahomes gonna be tough though. Fifty-two hundred yards this season, forty-one touchdowns, twelve picks. Yeah. No, that's that's an understatement. I mean, it'd be nice if we could do what the Buccaneers did a few years ago. You know what I'm saying? Like no line. Just get pressure. Make him uncomfortable and just try to outduel him. He made an excellent point there, though. No line at all. All the all Orlando Brown, like I think, Swiss was hurt. Cheese. I think like they had no one going out. They had no one that out line, line for them. Swiss they had cheese, they had Riley Reef at left tackle, and Riley <laughs> Reef is bad. one of the worst tackles of. Not Riley Reef. They had Mike Remmers at tackle, and that he's one of the worst Super Bowl tackles of all time. Um, yeah, but no, so I think bad. their line is a lot better now than it was. Is insanely better now than Agreed, it was in that Super Bowl. Agreed, but but probably their weapons are worse. 
Hardman in this they game still, is out. They still made the weapons look great. Their top receiver in this game, McCole Hardman, is out. That's it. Well, McCollum is not out since week like seven. Well, he's he they put him on IR. Well, well he's, he's still out. out. He's, he's been out, out since week eight. So who's just, who do they have? Kelsey. Kelsey. Oh, you have Kelsey. That's it. You have MVS and that's Juju. MG, MVS and Juju are the one two. Oh, that oh that's Scanlon. a week. I mean, that's See, a week You have week to tell the audience. No, no one. Oh yeah, Marquez, us Marquez Valdez Scanling <laughs> okay, is number two. Juju is number one though. Yeah, I mean that's. Well, when you, yeah, I mean, if you're considering Kelsey in there, I guess Kelsey. Kelsey's, Kelsey's the, the one. Yeah. Kelsey's the main threat, but the thing is, is Kelsey opens up that offense for every for the yeah. rest of the wide receivers because every defense has put so much focus on Kelsey, and do you he think, still makes giant plays. And that's do you it. think it's smart for the Eagles to double Kelsey in this game, or no, because you're leaving someone else open? <sighs> I or don't have know. someone shade that the way. The thing is, maybe? he's been able to split the double team so easily. Kelsey is so good against the double team this year. Like, Kelsey is. Just knows how to get open. Yeah, dude just exactly. Dude just knows how to get open. Like I think you know you double team, not only are you leaving somebody open, but you're also if Kelsey does get break that double team, which is he's likely to do, he's gonna get so many yards and he's gonna get such big plays. So I think you obviously have to try to some find some way to slow down Kelsey. He's gonna get his yards. We all know that, right? Like we all can admit he's going to get like his his yards. He will get over hundred yards, most likely. He'll probably get over 10 catches, but you just got to find a way to limit it to like where it's not like 170 yards on 10 catches or something like that, where it's like, like 10 catches for 100 yards. Like that's a safe, that's a safe play. Yeah. I feel like Super Bowls, like one-off games, playoff games in general, they always have like some sort of story or some script that seems to play out during the game. Like for example, the Eagles Super Bowl against the Patriots, like the, that game script was high offense and scoring, and like the defenses in that game weren't supposed to be bad, but it's a one-off game and no, stuff just happens. No, the I'm Chiefs, saying they, the Chiefs and Eagles are the two of the top defenses. No, in no, that no, no, league no, that year. no, no, no. I'm saying, yeah, I'm saying they weren't supposed to be bad. They weren't supposed to be bad. Okay, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah. And so, like, and remember that? But then there was that Super Bowl. It was a few years ago. It was the Broncos and Panthers. 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 And it was, like, super low scoring or something like that. And it was defensive heavy. It was exactly. Th- it was defensive heavy. Manning low scoring. Manning got carried by the defense. Exactly. But, like, I'm just saying these, these Super Bowls, these one-off games, they just have – they unfold in ways that often people can't really predict. Yeah. No. And since they're, they're, not, they're not whole seasons, they're one game – you, it's it's just so, for me it's just like you know probably by 5 or 10 minutes into the into kickoff we're going to know like what the game script is Absolutely. for this Super Bowl like we're going to know if it's high offense we're going to know if it's like um you're, like maybe more of a defensive battle run first for both you know we we'll see I mean you're also going to see teams pull out plays you've never seen before true and but just think back it sorry I don't mean to cut you off but just think back to like last game like who would have ever thought that it was going to be the Eagles versus Josh Johnson, like, in the second half or of that Christian game. Christian McCaffrey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the Eagles versus Christian McCaffrey. Like, no one thought yeah. that. Think, one-off games just have their own, like, script to them, their own storyline. Like, well, don't bring up the script, right? buddy. <laughs> Did you see those comments from Adrian Foster, how, like, all the NFL games are yeah, 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 I saw that. Yeah. I think he was just messing with people, though. Yeah, I know. And then everyone's like, oh, he's serious. Like I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think. Like, do you really serious. think they put a script in the locker room before they come? No. Out? <laughs> I 
It's funny the memes are like Nick Foles seeing the script for 2018. Yeah. <laughs> it's him like Demar Hamlin seeing the script for the oh, Bengals. Oh, Bills game. No, oh, no, no, we did not go there. Oh no. man, that's dark humor. That's, I've seen that meme though. I have seen that that's one. That's tough. Yeah, I don't think he'd agree to that. Yeah. <laughs> or or the Kevin Durant one where it's it's like him and like you know because they just traded Kyrie. Yeah, we should talk about that. I'd never bit. talk NBA on here, but we might have to. Cause... Just one story. Why not? Yeah. So the yeah, the the, uh, the quickly, Nets trade yeah, sure minutes. super quickly that's perfect amount of time for this that's how much this so deserves but uh, for those that did, that didn't see the Brooklyn Nets traded Kyrie Irving to the Dallas Mavericks I just don't see that work like how are you gonna have two ball centric ego offensive guys work you have no defense that's a good question no it is so such a that's great a question. very good question I I don't like the move no at all. it seems I'm one hundred percent. I actually would have rather had Kyrie go to the Lakers because I would have just loved to see them fall apart like that. Uh, <laughs> it's already a dumpster fire. So I'd love to see it become more of a dumpster fire over there. But um, no, I don't like this move at all. Um, they needed to add a star to their team. The, the Mavericks. Yeah, that's that was the point to add a second star for. They did, next to Luka. but Kyrie it's was the not the guy star, you should yeah. have got. What I like about this trade, and I think it's the most funniest thing ever, is the fact that it's they literally threw in like. Two first, but it was the 2028 and 2029 first. Yeah, I saw I'm that like, too. What seventh graders are the Nets looking out for those Literally, picks the right NBA now? The NBA is getting <laughs> ridiculous <laughs> with that. It's like because those are the two first that are included, which 2028 and 2029. I'm like, what? Yeah. So if you're the Mavs, you literally just got Kyrie Irving for s- some role players and some picks that don't matter. And you know for what I'm saying? Those picks are going to be shifted by the time <laughs> they even come up, anyways. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. for some seventh graders at the net must be. I know the NBA to me is getting just ridiculous with the uh, the pick trading like ten years in the future. Yeah, that makes sense. For goodness' sense. sake, who cares? Yeah, I don't understand how that. How would you possibly but... build anything off of like that kind of like perspective? It's stupid. So yeah, no, that's uh, that was. That's all we need. Really need well, to Dallas say. missed the boat with not re-signing Jalen Brunson. Like, yes. That didn't make any – because they, like, they were good together him. last year. Yeah, they were. No, they were really good. They had a chance to go far with that, with that duo, but they weren't going to pay Brunson as much as the Knicks were going to pay Brunson. But Brunson would have been, I feel like, more – he was more – like, he was a good a teammate and was yeah. willing to and he actually like, play, <laughs> play second fiddle to Luka. I don't know. Kyrie's just a loose cannon. And now he's absolutely dominating at New York, though. I think he – but he's yeah, also going to closer Brunson, to home. Yeah, Brunson's hosts are closer to home. So that's why I was thinking, well, like – He'll be here on two days. In two yeah, days. in two yeah, days. Yeah, Bruce. so I'm – which I I'm know. not getting a ticket for it, kind of mad about. You didn't get a ticket for that? Oh, I got man. waitlisted. I did. I got one. I got what? One. I know. It makes zero sense how I got one. <laughs> I got one. But, yeah, for those for the listeners who don't know, um, Jalen Brunson's jersey is getting retired at the Villanova game on Wednesday against DePaul. And Jay Wright will be there. Yeah. Dang, I'm missing both of them. I, uh, but I'm excited. I think I, – I don't like this move for the Mavs at all. <laughs> no, I just don't ever – like, and Kyrie's one of those guys where – and you've seen it, and we just saw it, where he'll be like – literally for three weeks ago, he's like – yeah, I think we're building a good family here, and we're like progressing towards you know good like good run, and then like three weeks later he's like I want out like like what like yeah. who's to say that he's after the season he's gonna be like I want out again and yeah, just probably. like go somewhere I think else. this is a pretty no. win now move. Did you see the uh, giant star that we also requested a trade today? Uh, who? Was, well, what who sport? It? Basketball. Do you see the giant star that requested a trade? 
The Giants. For Con Cork Boss, we trusted Oh, Dave. I saw that. We trusted for the Dave Sixers. The I did Sixers. see that. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, and we're all like, are you good enough to cross the train? <laughs> Wait, like, he actually requested Yeah, he, he did. He actually requested Courtesy the train. Courtesy of the Inquirer. What? Yeah, yeah Cork Boss did request a trade. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. What? That's a who cares situation. <laughs> yeah, right. If you're in management and you're like, who gives a bleep, bro? <laughs> yeah. You do not. You're not good enough to request a trade, <laughs> my guy. Like, like, if MB did that, okay. But, like, really? Yeah. yeah. No, what did he do go in the the doctor's office like hey like i want to i want out doctor's like yeah good one go back to practice yeah oh my gosh anyway we'll take a break here after that (laughs) nonsense come back you might want to stay tuned because let's just say there's going to be some nice talk coming up after the break Did you know alcohol misuse in college is a risk factor for alcoholism later in life? Did you know? Changes in appetite, sleep, and motivation or neglecting responsibilities and relationships can be a sign of alcohol misuse. Did you know? Alcohol can interfere with over-the-counter drugs like allergy and cough medicines and prescription medications. Did you know? Alcohol misuse is an illness that can be treated. The Office of Health Promotion offers the basics tool to examine drinking behavior in a judgment-free environment. Students complete the basics online survey, then will be contacted by the Office of Health Promotion to schedule their session. This can be found on the Villanova Office of Health Promotion website at villanova.edu slash healthpromotion under the Wellbeing Coaching Services link. Again, that's villanova.edu slash healthpromotion. The Counseling Center also has a substance use counselor available to students at 610-519-4050. That's 610-519-4050. Stay in the know with Nova Nurses. This message was brought to you by senior nursing students in the health promotion course of the Fitzpatrick College of Nursing, the Office of Health Promotion, and V89.1 WXVU Villanova Radio. Are you experiencing anxiety and need a break to relax with a furry friend? Arf! Arf! Well, lucky for you, Villanova's Office of Health Promotion has pet therapy almost every Wednesday from 12 to 1 p.m. Enjoy hanging out with our furry friends from the Pals for Life organization in the East Lounge of Doggerty Hall. They have dogs who love belly rubs and hugs and a bunny, too. We hope to see you there! This PSA is brought to you by senior nursing students in the Fitzpatrick College of Nursing, the Office of Health Promotion, and WXVU Villanova Radio. Are you not sleeping well? Are your energy levels all over the place? Have you been feeling down? Adding daily exercise into your routine might be just what you need. Exercising regularly has been found to enhance sleep, stabilize energy levels, and ease feelings of depression. A 10-minute walk or a quick workout in your room can still give you the benefits of exercise. Villanova's Office of Health Promotion and its program, Thrive 365, provide an abundance of helpful information regarding exercise and easy ways to add activity into your busy routine. In the know with Nova Nurses. This message is brought to you by senior nursing students in the M. Louise Fitzpatrick College of Nursing, the Office of Health Promotion, and WXVU 89.1, The Roar. And welcome back into Sports Takes with Jake. And 
You know, it was another seemed like Groundhog Day with Villanova. You know, Eric Dixon did have 20, but you know, the last play was a lot left to be desired to put it that way. Basically, the same play as the Michigan State game. Ball is inbounded. Dixon dribbles to the left wing, puts up a fadeaway contested three, air ball, game over. Villanova loses again to another close game, the Creighton this time, 66-61. They had the lead for most of this game, could not pull it out. Villanova now 10-13, and 4-8 and in Big East play. Zach, What's going on? You know, I think it's time we talk about the elephant in the room, which is Kyle Neptune Uh-oh, here. Here we go. The dude needs to be fired. I come and straight out and saying it. The dude is not a good coach. And we're seeing this time and time again. Every single time it feels like we're going to freaking win this game. We're going to come back. We're going to pull crazy comeback off and win this game. He just falls apart. Can't play defense. Doesn't doesn't train his guys right. They don't play the great play call. It's just not going right, and nothing is. And I think it's on coaching. Yes, there have been some mental mistakes by players, but for the most part, it has been coaching. And and honestly, Kyle in Neptune uh, has been. Um, wow! Uh, Kyle, did you come up with that? I did come up with that. Thank you. Wow. Um, <laughs> Kyle Ineptune uh, has decided that he uh, just doesn't know how to coach. Um, and so, I, I okay, do well, think I don't he should think he's de- I don't think he decided that. Well, but we I, know what you mean. Yes. Um, and here's the other thing. Is this year's a bust year? We, we honestly knew it was not going to be a great year for us, right? We all kind well, of like you would knew, expect like at we, least 20 wins Yeah, we expected like a, that. We, we expected a big, like an NCAA tournament berth. Yeah, we expected a five seed at least, a six seed yeah, maybe. We aren't even going to get a tournament berth. We might, we might not even get an NIT tournament berth. Like, it is no. that bad of a season. And it's on Neptune here because the other thing is, is when you're struggling, when you're first come coach, it's all of that recruiting class that you need to get, right? And he was given an incredible recruiting class by Jay Wright. And he's done nothing with it, which is fine. But coming up, you need to recruit guys, and he has not recruited anyone. You look at the next two classes, no one as of note in the next two classes, yeah, really. And then no transfers. We don't have any money for NIL deals anyway. <laughs> but, like, the dude that, just I mean. isn't. The dude we just could. Isn't, we just don't. We could. We just yeah. choose not to. The, the dude just isn't doing anything right in his time here. And so that is why I think Kyle in Neptune should be fired. Wow. Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, I was talking about this after – class day with uh professor bush and it's just like it just doesn't make sense like you have four solid veterans on this team you have daniels Moore. now i know i understand Moore just came back but still uh dixon and slater mm-hmm. i mean they're all have at least three four years of experience and you have a who's supposed to be a lottery pick in cam whitmore i mean that's a really solid starting five and you have it is very promising freshman that get, and you get, have a, good, right a decent you. bench yeah. armstrong housing are decent bench guys you know you have arch too that can come in and play some good defense like that's yeah. like eight guys right there i think longino has well, only he's performed hurt. he's hurt yeah though. 
Well, he's hurt right now, but yeah, he's underperformed. Trey Pat's Trey been absolutely terrible. He sucks. He's just transfer. We won't be losing anything. Yeah, it's true. But like, what can you do? Like, there's he can't do anything right. We're leaving guys open on the corner every single drive down there. Yeah, drive and kick just wide open. Yeah, it is crazy, the difference. Like, the defense used to be our game. Oh, yeah, like, Jay Wright, like, defense was it. Defense and no turnovers. Easy way to win. Remember last year against Houston, the Elite Eight? Remember that game? We held them, like, 40, was it 46 points or something? Yeah, something something like that. It was insane. Insane. And they had, like, one of the best offenses in the the country. Yeah, and you're right. Like, I know we lost some guys, of course, some good leaders. I mean, Gillespie's saying with the two big pieces, but you still brought back a lot from that team. Yeah, and the fact that we don't even look like we're making the NIT. I mean, it's crazy. I agree. It's hard to disagree with anything Zach said. No. It looks like the bottom has fallen out of this team. And, like, I think – it would have been wishful thinking to think that we weren't going to regress, but this is way further than I think anyone expected. Yeah, I would expect. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry, and everyone kind of brings up the excuse. Well, well, Jay Wright didn't perform that well in his first season ever, and you're right. Jay Wright did not perform that yeah, well like in his first season. On that but he team. was taking over a terrible head coach that got fired after three seasons, had no players on that team, and he still has a better record up to this point and a better conference record up to this point. Than Kyle Neptune and, did. And, yeah, and, Jay, and yeah, Jay Wright was building a literally building from scratch an entire building, program. Yeah, building an entire rebuilding program. an entire program. Absolutely. And yeah. so to think that like anyone using that excuse is not really looking up the actual facts. And the yeah. only thing they want to point to is record. And while the records are close, Neptune's had so much more to start with. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He had four Ready solid made. guys, like you said. He had Whitmore, Housen, Armstrong. Like those three are the best pressure class we're gonna have in so many years at this point. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I wish the criticism at this point was, like, we were doing well, and people were like, oh, well, you know, like, Kyle Neptune's not actually a good coach. It's all Jay Wright just, like, handing him stuff. I wish that's what people were saying right now instead of <laughs> instead of what they're saying about how, like, it doesn't look like he's the right guy for the job. Um, but it doesn't so look wait, like so he's the right guy. Are you saying that people should be blaming? No, I'm saying, like, I wish the criticism at this point was, you know, let's say the, that Nova already had 20 wins. I wish people were like, oh, you know, it's not Kyle Neptune. It's, it's what Jay it's Wright's what Jay team. Wright, yeah, yeah, it's Jay Wright's team. I wish that was the criticism. Well, think We'd about, be fine with that. Well, like, let's think about that. North Carolina last year has Davis, right, their head coach. First year after Roy Williams has been there forever. Goes to the national championship. Honestly, should have won it. They're up by 15 at halftime. And they were at eight. Like, they were at eight seed. Like, they didn't have yeah, the best regular season, were, but they made the tournament. Yeah, then they got in and they the made the a tournament. run. Even Duke this year or Shire, they're not that. I mean, they're not great, but they're not bad. I mean, they're going to make the tournament. They'll be able to probably be, you know, somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Around. Shire, like you expect a lot more regression with Coach K than from Jay Wright, but there's, like, that's that's and yeah, no, I just I don't like. Yeah. And the thing is, is the reason that also is, is Duke has the money to go out and just buy people. Oh yeah, um, yeah that's how they do. <laughs> yeah, it's it's tough. Like, I don't know how much of it to how much of the blame to put on. Neptune, because obviously this isn't working. There's so much fun Neptune. Pro- I think I think a lot, but also like some of these players are underperforming. Like at the end of the day, Kyle Neptune's not out there. I wouldn't say they're underperforming. Dixon's still getting what 15, 16 I mean, a game. Well, he's solid he's like game. stepped up. This yeah, he year, stepped up. Daniel's, Daniel's okay. is getting what 20 a game yeah, at this getting, point. He's getting like 15, he's 15, been good. 20 games. Slater struggled early offensively, but he started. To I don't think he's now. looked like the same player. Maybe not, but. Then you look at a guy like Justin Moore is just coming back, right? And they're still not winning with Justin Moore on the floor, even though Justin Moore dropping fifteen points well, now. Yeah, he, I mean, he doesn't. 
He doesn't look like a hundred percent himself that's, either. That's true, but like also, and then like Longino, I think has been underperformed. Like he's an underperformed. One hundred percent underperformed. Yeah, he's just a turnover machine. I mean, he'll yeah. get his points, but he's just turn and it just yeah. forces yeah, shots. So like, I just I don't know. And then like what we said about Trey Patterson, I don't know. It's how play- much of the blame to no. put on Kyle Neptune versus the players? Look at the probably offense. a lot on both. Look at the offensive play calling too. I mentioned the defensive play calling, right? I mentioned the defensive play calling. Look at the offensive play calling. It's so how stagnant. many times do you see so a cut stagnant. in a game? How many times have you seen anyone cut in the game? To be honest, and that was a staple with Jr. They'd always backdoor cuts. The backdoor cuts. And, you know, I haven't seen a single backdoor. No, it's cut always in this just game. pass around the three point we line. Have no one in the inside. No. Dixon's taking seven threes a game. It's bad. It's that bad. is. 100% a coaching game plan. That is a it's game awful. plan. That is not Dixon just saying, I'm going to take shots now. That's a coach telling him, you have the green light to shoot whatever you want. That's not a good coaching. It's like over Dixon should be in the box every single drive down the floor. Oh, yeah, because he's your big and guy. And at the moment, we're getting points where all five guys are on the outside. Yeah, it makes no sense. What are you going to do with all five guys on the outside before you decide to do this pass where all five guys are already there? Yeah, it's easy to pick it off. Yeah, like the, the thing that worries me is that when Jay Wright was here, Every for as long I've been watching Villanova basketball religiously for the last like decade. Every game I could almost every game I could think of when we were close at the end of a game, you had confidence like, oh yeah, we got this. We're gonna win. We're gonna make a play on defense, or someone's gonna hit a three or something, or an and one that's gonna win us the game, right? Almost every time. Now it's every close game we get into, you're expecting us to lose. Like yeah. I just how much of that is like just that. luck. Though. I no, I it's, disagree. I don't think it's luck. Here's what I will say. I, I'm asking you how much it that is. is. I don't think much of it was luck. I, I think, I don't think it was, a lot of it was But I don't think it is. Uh, that is on the close games I know. Most are on Kyle Neptune. But I will say the one thing I do believe that is on Kyle Neptune right now is he, in the last 10-plus seasons of Illinois basketball, 10-12 plus seasons of J.R. Bill basketball, we've had that signature point guard. That's that can very drain true. a shot. Very true. That can drain a shot when we're in a well, momentum. When we need yeah. a momentum swing, or we yep. need to stop their momentum. Colin Gillespie, think about it. It felt like every game. Think about that Providence game it, last year. It felt like every game. Like Colin Gillespie would make a, would make a three yep. out of nowhere when we were going on a, when they were or the Samuel's even momentum, he would do that. They would make a three and do that. Jalen Brunson did that all the oh, time. Brunson always Ryan, did that. Ryan Archie always did, did that. that all the time. We don't have a single guy on this no. team. That can do that. Daniels has tried, but and Daniels is very consistent with that. Justin Moore was supposed to be that guy, but he's been hurt all season. Yeah, I think he could be that guy, but he's he just could rusty. be that guy, but it's too late in the season yeah. now to actually think that. Yeah, yeah I agree. Um, and also, yeah, I agree with you about Moore potentially being that guy if he hadn't been hurt for so long. And also with the fact that Daniels is not that guy. I mean, you saw at the end of that game. Turn it he over. dribbles in, loses the ball, game yeah. over. Like you just can't do that. Yeah, and you, you got to give your team at least a chance. Yeah, I was that was really frustrating. We've I mean, done that a couple times this game out too. We've, we've, we've turned the ball over and chances to win the game. Oh like, yeah, two to three games in a row now. Yeah. yeah, all the um, all like the good vibes, the good energy, good mojo that like previous teams always seem to have, it's like you said there. in close, it's just completely gone. Not there. In my opinion, also Whitmore looks like he's fully just playing for himself. Well, yeah, he knows at this point it's like he's not going to come back. He knows that. He's just trying to impress scouts at this point, even yeah. though he can say like, whatever. Like, Wimbledon's never looked like a team player at all this season, and no, you can't tell no. me that he has. I even know that at the beginning of the year. Like, he'd be taking threes that he's contested. He'd be taking off-balance shots. Like, dude, pass the ball. Like, this isn't high school anymore, you know? Yeah. I just yeah. – I do believe that Neptune is very much not 
in the right spot. But like, let's live in reality here. We know he's coming back next year. Like, yes. he's not getting fired. No. So, where do you think this team goes? Like, unless I mean, we're we're assuming they're not going to win the Big East tournament because they're not. Unless they pull out a miracle and they say a hail mary. What about like next year now? Like, like what what happens? Like, you're going to lose Whitmore. Daniels is gone. Slater's gone. gone. You have Dixon. Maybe I hope more comes back, but you don't know. He might. Who knows? He might go NBA to be honest, and there's a chance he can. Yeah, uh, I don't know if he would though. Not at the moment. Yeah, maybe not. What, what, would his, what would his NBA prospects be at the moment? Coming off a year-long injury Thanks. and looking like I, mean, a I don't think himself. he will, but you never know. I mean, someone know, throws like, a bunch of money at you, you, you totally, leave. I could totally see a guy like Housen transferring. Yeah, I could totally see guys. He's a sharp. If he gets in like a yeah. regular miss, he can be nasty. Yeah, yeah, no, agree. I do. I do think his defense is very, very, very bad. Uh, but it has improved though this year, but it's not, not really. great. It's not. Good. Um, it kind of reminds me of Cremo. Remember him? Oh, yeah, he Joe came Cremo. Kind of reminds me of Cole Swider. Yeah, or him. Yeah, as more recent example. Yeah, Cole Swider was never a good defender. What do you think right. though? Like, I, mean, I, what's I, I don't see this team making the tournament for three years. Wow. I really don't. Wow. Or two, 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 three years. I don't. I don't. For a program like no that. We have no one left. Wow. We have no one left. You're gonna really put this whole team on Dixon, Dixon, more, Armstrong. Possibly. Dixon, I mean, Moore, if Armstrong. we if we didn't make the tournament two years in a row, Neptune would be gone. Oh yeah, there's no way. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a blue blood program. You can't just miss the tournament two years in a row and no. expect to be back. No, there's. I mean, he's gonna be on the hot seat if we don't make it this year. This is a desirable. I mean, people forget if this we is miss a the very NIT this year, desirable he's on the hot seat immediately. If we miss yeah. the NIT this year, he should be like. Oh, he's coaching so for his job next year. His, oh, absolutely. I agree. It's a blue blood program. Like, it's super. I mean, this team like. How, think how many people would want to would want like, to have taken if, over this job they for this season? Yeah, if they didn't like, keep it in house. There's a lot. Like, look at uh, like people. Like, for example, Sean Miller went back to Xavier. Instantly, top fifteen team. Yeah. They were not that good recently. Agreed. That's a quality coach. Yeah, he went in there, changed the culture quick. Got some good players in the transfer portal. Boom, they're right in contention yep. again. Agreed. You know, like I, they were a good team before, but they weren't. But they weren't a Villanova. Yeah. yeah. Agreed. No, I, I, I've said this from the beginning. I've kind of said this from early on. Uh, I said this in our broadcast journalism f- final, basically, yeah. where I said Neptune doesn't look like Neptune's got to fix something because he doesn't look like the right guy right now. That was back in November, and that was back in November, and he hasn't fixed anything. I'm, I'm saying even more now. This dude, dude, looked good because he went, turned a team at Fordham that went like had like five wins the, the two previous wins. year into yeah. a. Had two his previous year in a team that went 500. And now that and team's now, 18 and 4. Yeah. They're really good this year. And that could, and so, like, to be honest, like, that, I don't know. I, just, I look at that team, I'm just like, people expected him to be good because he did that. But he's taking over a team that is, like, built for Jay Wright, in my opinion. Like, and, like, Jay's obviously not coming back, right? So we just could just, but no, like, he's not, no. and as much as we want him to, we all know why Jay left. And it was because of the NIL system. It was because of the new NIL system. He can't run his program because... like he, he always wanted to. Yeah. You can't have guys come in and sit. Like, that's just not going to happen anymore. Yeah. You look at Brizzy. Brizzy sat He's, and no. left. And even that's not a big loss, it still is like, like, it's just how it is. Like, mm-hmm. kids can transfer now, and that's not Jay Wright's season. Jay Wright's thing was always to have you build that program, be here for three, four years. Cameron was going to be the first one and done in Villanova history. Yeah, Spellman had a redshirt a year, but like Cameron was the first one and done ever, and it's just insane. I I don't. But Neptune to me just looks so out of his element. 
He looks so out of like over his head. Over yeah, and over his head. It just yeah. it looks bad. Like it, he's playing in a Big East that you have to be competitive in, mm-hmm. and you there's always get competitive games. And we know they're always gonna be close. You have to be able to win close games in Big East play because almost all of them will be big, big will be close. Even when Jay Ray was coaching, almost every single oh, Big yeah, East game was close. Oh yeah, they're always a battle. Yeah, always. It was always a battle, and that's what Jay even Jay said in every press conference. He's like, when he's going up against like, Paul or Georgetown, he's like. It's going to be a battle. It's still a Big East game, and they always were. Mm-hmm. Yes, we beat DePaul. Tw- That's another thing. We beat DePaul 22 straight times and encountered the yeah. first and season we, we lose to them. Like, you, like, it's just – that doesn't happen. I don't know. I'm just I'm, – I'm done with it. I'm done with Neptune. I already – I'm just so done with that. Yeah, and I think something interesting for the listeners who, you know, don't live on campus and aren't Villanova students may be interested in is the fact that, like – Last year, the year before that, everyone was totally like students were totally obsessed with Villanova basketball. Oh, everyone yeah. wanted to go to every game, oh, yeah. every Wells Fargo game, oh, yeah. watch every game on TV, yeah, even like, when the even when like Villanova a road game, everyone wasn't at home. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Road games, watch parties, everything. The vibe on campus now completely oh, no different. One, it's like no like, one cares. Like people have complete. A lot of people have completely lost faith in the team. There's no urgency anymore to be like I gotta go to every game amongst gotta like the average Wells student. Fargo, I gotta be yeah. at Wells Fargo. Mm-hmm. I gotta dedicate you know this amount of time on my Wednesday night to watch the Villanova road game. It's completely different. It's mm-hmm. like a completely different vibe this year. Yeah. Um, which I think tells you a lot about like the state of the program. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. I Absolutely. totally agree. Yeah, cause I I would like last year be like we would flip on the second half. And everyone would be – you would know, like, which TV was ahead or which one was behind. You'd be like, oh, and, like, everyone would go, oh. You know, yeah, you in know, the dorms, you mean, yeah. You know? um, yeah, and, you know, now, yeah, you're right. Like, now, like, I mean, honestly, like, the other night, like, we commentated that women's game against Marquette. I didn't even really even remember that the men's team was playing after. That kind of, like, just, like, and Zach's like, oh, we got to get back and watch the game. I'm like, whoa, what? What and he's like, oh, the men are – I'm like, oh, I didn't even, like, really realize, honestly. Yeah, like, the hype <laughs> is way down. Yeah, it's so bad right now. Like it really is, and I'm not even like, and I consider myself like a very. You are. Big, You're a very. Yeah, very. Very new. passionate fan, but even I'm like, I don't even know if I want to watch their games. I don't even know if I want to watch their games anymore. Yeah. Like. It's so bad, and it's yeah, so hard it's to watch because you know exactly what you're gonna watch. Mm-hmm. I can tell you exactly what I'm gonna watch. You're gonna watch a team that either that in the first half it's like a decently close game in the first half, mm-hmm. and then the second half will take a lead. Yep. And then we'll lose the lead at the ten minute mark, and at the ten minute mark we'll start losing it, and they'll take the lead, and then we'll try to make this insane comeback, and we'll make a close comeback, and get it to four points, and then we start making these stupid mistakes. They get back to like six or seven free throw battle starts, we lose. It's the same same script every single game. Mm-hmm. Or you'll get those one games in a million where it comes out in a last shot, and you give it to Dixon for a contested three. Yep. That's really what it is. And it's the same two scripts. We don't get blown out, but we lose in the same fashion every time. Mm-hmm. And switching gears to actually a good team, the women's team. Yes. They uh huge win on Saturday, 78-58 over Butler on the road at Hinkle Fieldhouse, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Hinkle Magic. Uh, Villanova 20-4 overall, 11-2 Big East play. Uh, now up to, would you say, 15 in the rankings? 15 in the ranking, highest ranking since 2003. Yeah, that's, that's impressive. Um, Close the first quarter on a 10-4 run to increase the lead to 24-16 after one. 
Um, no, 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 no. It was tied after one. It was the game was tied after the first quarter, thirteen to thirteen. And well, then, that's not what it says here. I don't know. Oh, I I watched the. Okay, well I, I'm, I'm about to defer to you. Maybe they have it wrong here. I don't know. You know, I watched the game. The um, it was it was the exact same game as the Marquette game. We were tied after one. 16-2 run to commanding 45-20 lead with 318 left in the yeah, second Yeah, we dominated quarter. in the second half. Like it was just like it was second quarter again. I mean, we yeah. dominated. It was just like not even close. Uh, Dulce was making every shot. Uh, Lucy was making every shot. Maddie Seagulls didn't play that well in the first quarter, and then all of a sudden it was like, I'm going to score. 31 points for Seagulls, yeah. 13 and 19 from the floor. Yeah, she just was on fire as well. She Olsen, made shots that shouldn't have gone in. Olsen, 18, 5 assists. Dulce, second straight double-double, 13 points, 12 boards. Yeah, no, like I said. And then it was just like everyone was participating in the game. Everyone was making shots. It yeah. was just it was that exact same Marquette feel where every shot was going in. That's what was going on in this game as well. Um, and it just was like, this team is feeling some type of way right now, and it's a good type of way. Like, yeah. it's like everyone is co- is helping out this team, and it is so fun to watch because, like, this team right now mathematically should be a four seed, which would give us a home, home playoff awesome. game. Ma- two, two home playoff two games. Home, two home tournament games. Yeah, tournament games. Um, which would be absolutely incredible. But this is really hyping up for that UConn game. Yes. They just UConn just lost South Carolina by I believe six or seven. Yeah, it was really close. the best team in the country. Just yeah, but it is UConn's in the five, South Carolina's one. Um and UConn actually moved up a spot after that loss. They're at They're four, four now. Um but okay. U that game It's gonna be that's gonna be sold out. It's gonna be it's gonna be sold out. And not to mention it's also gonna be on Fox. Like, wow. they're hosting it on the actual, like, on at Fox. That's that's crazy. Which is going to be so cool. So, I'm so, so excited. By the way, by the way, we'll plug for that. Tune in. Uh, I believe the stadium starts at 2.30, so probably 2.15. Zach and our buddy Anders Pryor will be on. Yes. I will, I will not be around. Play by I will play. be seeing my girl Carrie Underwood that night. I can't believe Jake is missing this. I know. It's be... but, I mean, I, I scheduled this concert like four months ago. I wasn't even thinking I was going to be commentating. So there's, there's few people Jake loves more than Carrie Underwood. It's not many. That's, it's a, a, very, that's a really thin. Very short list. Really short list. Very short list. So, no, I, I totally understand. But, yeah, so I'm, I'm upset Jake's missing this, though. He's about to miss it. Right, you're going to kill it. You and going to kill it on there. I'm excited uh, to see how you guys do. I'm a little nervous to color, but I'm very excited to handle I'm not color. I'm excited. I'm a little nervous oh, to play, play by play. Play by play. You just got to describe what's going on. Not too hard. I love doing play but by play. But I watched Jake do it once, and now I feel very confident I can do it. Wow. Um, oh, Jake shot. absolutely crushed it. Oh. I don't think he meant that as oh, a okay. shot. No, it's definitely not a shot. I was saying Jake was... Jake was incredible, and now I feel like I can do anything. Oh yeah, you'll be fine. Yeah, you just gotta gotta bring the viewer to what you're seeing. I mean, that's that's what I try to do. I I try to be very. It's I think I listened to a lot of radio growing up, like a lot of baseball on the radio, because like locally everything's on the radio at home. So like I listen to high school basketball, high school baseball, like just like on the background, and like just listening to that and hearing how they describe things, it kind of just it just comes like natural when you do it because mm-hmm. you're you like. Example is like, you know, I, I listen to a lot of Phillies baseball on the radio, and they'll always describe like you wouldn't think this, but they'll describe like the Phillies are in their white pinstripes today, red lettering, blue stars in the eyes, red lettering or red numbers, you know, pants rolled up, red cleats, whatever. 
you wouldn't think of that, but then you're like, oh yeah, because that then you could see, okay, that's what they're wearing. Even if you, even though you're not watching, you could imagine, okay, they got the red, they got the pinstripes on, blah blah. blah. So that's why, like the other night, I did that. Um, I think it's like a little, like just little touches like that, you know, or like, oh, like she shot from the Big East logo, just you know, just uh, beneath the free throw line. You know, like bring the person into that. That's what radio is all about, you know. Um, I'm excited. I'm excited though. Yeah, that's February 18th, next Saturday. Not this Saturday, the following Saturday. We won't be commentating the game on Saturday. They're home against Seton Hall. We will not be around for that. But well, you'll be there, but you won't be. I think you're I'll in be the, commentating you're in, now. You're in yeah. the sand. I'll be there. Following Saturday, Connecticut. Maybe you get on there a little earlier than 2:15. Is a lot to break down in that game. There's uh, it's gonna be one of the biggest games of the. It's the biggest game of the year for yeah. sure. At least here. And if we win it, if we win it, like. You're looking at a team that might be like a two or three seed by the end of that yeah, game. Yeah, that would be so crazy. So it would be like, it's going to be absolutely insanity. I'm excited to watch it. This team looks like a team that can beat anyone right now. So we're keep keep on watching it. Keep paying attention to that uh, Villanova women's team because I know the men's team ain't that fun to watch right now. But Women will be. That women's team is. So. Villanova's a women's basketball school True. at the moment. Uh, Nick, how many women's basketball games have you turned into in the last uh, <laughs> Hopefully UConn is all I'm going to say. <laughs> Zero <laughs> is the answer. <laughs> uh, probably uh, not as many as you, Zach. I know, that number is, I know that number is double digits for you. Yeah, I think so. Um, Jake, I'm, I'm sure yours is also double digits. The number yeah, of I've been to about three. Been to. I've been the Holy Trinity. So Okay, well. Hey. Yeah, I did, no, yeah, three. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, I'll try to add one, add one to the list, so everyone on this, uh, on this set's uh, been to a yeah. yes. women's game. I need, I need, I need a Nick to come in and show what, show this poor woman's team. Well, yes, did I did. Did you do. get to lottery for the UConn game? I did. Did okay. they, did they come out with all those yet? I don't <laughs> know. I didn't enter it because I'm not going to be here. But Fair. honestly, I wouldn't even need the lottery's anything. out. I haven't announced it yet, though. Oh, they haven't. They haven't. They haven't announced it yet. They're right. Yeah, they take forever with that thing. Yeah, they do. They just take oh. a, they just take all the names, throw it on the sidewalk, and whatever ones go farthest, that's who they get the tickets. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, big win for the Cats. Fifty three point four percent from the field, thirty one of fifty eight, forty percent from three. I watched this game on Flow Sports because it's Flow Sports, because, which is like an insanely high subscription. Like you have to pay like a lot of money to get it. What's this? But, but what? Like but Bibbo, Bibbo bought it. Yeah, that's insane. Bibbo I, bought this subscription, which gets you like games for like you can watch the volleyball team, you can watch any like sport basically. That's crazy. And they have like the full like f- like halftime show and wow. like the full. It was on Butler Plus, is what we were watching. Butler and I, Plus. Butler Plus. <laughs> I didn't even know wow. that existed. I did not know that existed either, but it was basically wow. Butler's show, and so they were just like literally we had to be watching is that. It like, is it Shout like, out Bibbo for uh, dishing yeah. out the dough. Dishing out the dough. That's probably yeah. expensive. Yeah, no, it was. But he uh. But he's he's been huge for it. So I watched that game. He came over to my room. He plugged it into my TV. Yeah, plugged it in the TV. And we watched it. Is it like students or is it like, like yeah? It's young? a student run. It's like oh, a student run TV cool, station. Actually. It's like a student run why TV heck, station. Why do we have a Villanova Plus? We have we have a we have we have VU TV. VU TV. They don't ever like they don't. But cover they don't do it like sports. That. They don't cover sports, which is so stupid. That's, stu- that's dumb. They should. And they so always do those little features, but it's like why don't you like cover the game? Like we're doing it for the radio. It's not that different for the TV. Yeah, I don't know. But so yeah, that's. But no, it was, it was a really fun game to watch. I was really glad I got to watch it. Um, and then I, like I said, that scene all game is gonna be super fun as well, where no one's gonna be at because we'll all be all no, getting we'll ready for the, the men's t- game. That yeah, night. I don't know if we're ready for the men's game. Even that though night, they're like but. terrible, but <laughs> everyone's still gonna go to Wells Fargo. Yeah, but yeah, they uh, 
the men have some uh in some trust in us built up but that trust is dwindling waning Wayne it is very waning by the day yeah i might be eating my words this year boys with uh i trash talk my girlfriend for about a year about they'll know being better than seat hall i might be eating my words this year yeah you definitely Dick might you be. definitely are i think you already are i think it's already over at this point let's yeah. try to have some hope it's at <laughs> home it's at home you know what's yeah. seat hall when is the being uh, at home help us at all uh they're like they're like fourth or fifth in the big East. when is being so at home helped us at all we lost like most of our games at home so besides like oklahoma Yep. I know. We almost lost that game. Too. We nearly almost lost Delaware State at home. That, yeah, you kind of <laughs> knew like when that happened. We like, lost to Temple. Yeah. It wasn't was... in Villanova, but it was still we lost to Temple. Hey, Temple beat the uh, number one team in the country this year. And they Good. just got absolutely destroyed yesterday to Houston. Yeah, they, they were, they're actually in that game. They ended up losing by a decent amount. Um, But, no, yeah. So, uh, quick. Yeah, do you want to go to? Yeah, we're gonna go. That's what. Fifteen and nine for Seton Hall, eight and five in conference, and we're four and eight in conference. Yeah, they're they're probably a tournament team. Uh, they're, they're, on the they're on the edge. Fringe. They're on the bubble. Fifteen Fringe and tournament nine. Team. You know who's you know who's not on the bubble? Us. Yeah, yeah. we're we're <laughs> our bubbles bursted a long time ago. Yep. Hey, who knows? Cheeky uh, Big East conference tournament win. Hey, we'll take a quick break. Come back. I think. You know, Zach and I were talking about this earlier today. We're going to have a little golf on this show for a little bit. And then Super Bowl to wrap it up. Yeah. Prediction time. All that and more on the other side. Sports Takes with Jake, 89.1. The Roar. No time in your busy schedule to go to the gym? Don't want to go to the gym? Do you wish that you could work out anywhere at any time with no equipment? You can easily get active in small spaces, like your dorm room, with no workout equipment needed. You can choose any amount of exercises to curate a workout that adapts to your schedule. These workouts include 25 squats, 30 seconds of jumping jacks, 20 push-ups, 30 seconds of pretend jump rope, and 30 seconds of running in place. These workouts can be done in any space from large to small with no equipment needed. In the know with Nova Nurses. This message is brought to you by senior nursing students in the M. Louise Fitzpatrick College of Nursing, the Office of Health Promotion, and WXVU 89.1, The Roar. Today feels like any other day. I didn't get any sleep last night. I've been on edge. I snapped at my roommate. I couldn't focus in class, and my body has been tense. It's so draining, but this is what it's like to be a college student, right? This doesn't have to be what it's like to be a college student. According to the American Psychological Association, anxiety is the top presenting concern among college students. What Kayla's describing are common symptoms of anxiety. Insomnia, irritability, restlessness, difficulty focusing, and muscle tension. Some uncommon symptoms include dizziness, indigestion, cold hands and feet, and disassociation. Recognizing these symptoms is the first step. Reach out to someone you trust and know that you are not alone. This PSA is brought to you by senior nursing students in the Fitzpatrick College of Nursing, the Office of Health Promotion, and WXVU Villanova Radio. And welcome back into Sports Takes with Jake and a long week at Pebble Beach, but it concluded today with a 
Unlikely, unlikely winner, former world number one Justin Rose getting the victory of win by three shots over Brendan Todd and Brandon Wu in a tie for second. What a name. Denny McCarthy, Keith Mitchell, Peter Malinati tied for fourth place. Um, a lot of weird weather there. This, I mean, it happens every so often. There, yeah. It's in February. It's rain. It can be rainy, windy. Yeah. It's on the ocean. Um, so they had, I think they had, they had to suspend play on, I think it was Saturday for wind. Um, and it makes it even more difficult with, uh, with all the amateurs. It's the pro-am only pro-am of the year for the PGA tour. So they have all the celebrities playing alongside the professionals as well. So that slows things down and you're playing on three different golf courses, Pebble beach, Monterey Peninsula and spyglass Hill. Um, so they got half their final round in. Yesterday, before they had to call it for darkness. Um, by the way, Aaron Rodgers won the pro am portion with Ben Silverman minus twenty six. They won by a shot. Damn. <laughs> um, Josh Allen and Keith Mitchell finished fourth. Isn't that hilarious? You see that Josh Allen said he couldn't play in the Pro Bowl games because of injury, and then he plays in the the pro am. <laughs> I did see That's that. Hilarious. That's hilarious. Um, but anyway, Justin Rose comes out this morning. Uh, shoots a sixty six. He bo- he bogeyed the first hole too. He bogeyed ten. He bogeyed. Or he bogeyed one yesterday. He bogeyed one, yeah, and then he just and then he went out and made like he went see I went he went uh six under on the rest of the, on the rest of the or seven under on the rest of it. What do you think of that win for Justin Rose? I mean, it's huge for him, right? Because I mean, you're looking at a guy that hasn't been relevant in, in four years. Years since he yeah. probably won Player of the Year that one year. Yeah. Um. And then you look at a guy like Justin Rose, who's now, he's what, 71st in the world now from going from like 1 to 71 that fast. Um, so yeah, it's a wow. big win for him, a name I never really thought I'd hear again in the PJ Tour. Uh, and But he's, shout out to him. Good to see him get a win. Uh, Pebble Beach is a great tournament to win also. Just Where Pebble is Beach. Pebble Beach again? It's in California. California. It's, it's on the Monterey Peninsula. It's like northern California. It's such gotcha. a beautiful Dude, it's, it's so like, amazing. You watch on TV last night, dude. It is beautiful. It's so dreamed. It's such a dream to play there. Yeah, it's, it's amazing. Like, it's such a perfect course. $600 um, to play there. Public, though, by the way. But $600 to play. Yeah, it's If you ever want to play. Get around in. You know, one of these times I'm going to do it. One of these times I'm like, when I make that money, I'm going to do it. It's a risk, though, because like you can get weather like they had on Saturday where it's like blowing off the ocean and rain, and you get, <laughs> if you're paying $600, you got to play. I mean, yeah, it is you know, right? yeah. it's kind of a risk. But yeah, but when for the listeners, out. we have two really good golfers over here. Jake we'll and Zach are nasty at golf. We'll try to be. I'll try. We'll try, try, try. We'll try. Not as good as Justin Rose. No, he, he wins this tournament by three. Got about eight minutes here, guys. Uh, what do you think of this Super Bowl? What, what's our thoughts? So I guess we'll go. We'll go Zach first, because he's more of the unbiased opinion here. I am the unbiased opinion here. Thank you very much for noticing that. Yeah. I appreciate it. Yeah. That is also why I am not cheering for anyone in this game. Uh, but I'm not cheering for anyone because I don't want to like really have an opinion. But yeah. Um, I do think the Eagles win this, uh, which is something I never thought I'd ever say in my life. And so, yes, I want to record this now because I'm never saying it again. But I do think the Eagles win this. Wow. Um, and I just – they look too dominant. And I think Mahomes will get his yards. He'll get his points. But the Eagles are just too dominant this year. I'm picking the Eagles. What's the score? 
My score, I think it's going to be um, 31-27. Okay. Nick? I was, I was going to go 28-24 Eagles. Why? Um, I think – I don't I don't know if it's going to be the shootout that we expect. I think the defenses will mean something and I h- hope there'll be some some turnovers the Eagles can grab. I think there'll be some turnovers. Um by Mahomes or other people in the office. Yeah, I think I I'm not sure who, but I I think there's going to be the defense is going to play a part. There are going to be some turnovers. However, it's a Super Bowl, so it's not going to be, you know, I don't think it'll be 16-13. I think it'll be 28-24. I think it'll still be high scoring, but not not ridiculous. Not like in the 2018 Super Bowl, you know, when it was in the 40s, 40s, 30s. Mm-hmm. I've been coughing ever since. I mean, I think even before the NFC Championship game, I I think the Eagles are going to win <clears throat> the Super Bowl. Um, so it's interesting to see how. I mean, obviously Mahomes seemed pretty mobile does despite the high ankle sprain he gets two weeks off even the same for Jalen hurts he has two weeks off with that shoulder um tough for me to give a score because i i have a feeling the offense is going to do well but it's also like you know both the defensive lines are just so good um and i know the o-line for the eagles is really good and the o-line for the chiefs is really it's, it's basically it's a you know you got the the chiefs o versus the eagles d is a huge matchup uh, but you also see the other way around. I mean, you got the Chiefs D line against the Eagles O line. Who's going to win that battle? Chris Jones is a big name. What was that? Chris, Chris Jones. Jones is a big name. Yeah, he's really good. Um, oh, I want to say like thirty-one thirty or thirty-one twenty-eight, something like that. Eagles win. I can also see it being like twenty-four twenty or twenty seventeen, like something. Yeah, it's, like that it's really too. hard to predict scores. Um, but sure. I, I can really see it go either way, but. I think the Eagles could have just have one more play, one more, you know, the defensive play, which is tough to say against Mahomes, but you could see it. I mean, it gets a little erratic at times, you know. We could see possibly a pick or something. My question, my question for you then is: Do you think this is going to come down to a pl- point where the Eagles have to score on their final drive, or Ooh. do you think it's going to come down to no. a point where you think? You don't think? The I Eagles think it might. To, I, the Eagles have to stop Mahomes. I, no, I think they're gonna. The Eagles are gonna have to stop Mahomes. Mahomes is. They are the masters at. Oh, maybe they start the slow and they just come back, ever like consistently. I feel so, like it's gonna be tied, with the Eagles having the ball. I could see the Eagles taking an early lead by like a touchdown or so at half, and then and then we get down there and get a a, a, a field goal to win. I, I, That'd I, be nice. I, in my opinion, I think it's come down to. I think it comes down to. Uh, the the Eagles having to make a stop. I think it's because I said twenty seven thirty one. So I think it comes out to the point where it's twenty seven thirty one. Chiefs have the ball with a minute and a minute, maybe like forty five seconds, a minute to go, and they have to score a touchdown. And I think I'm gonna say I think uh, I'm gonna call it right now. I say James Bradbury gets a pick to win the game. Yeah, I I think wow. that's a position the Eagles do not want to be in. Though. No, you do not want to have Mahomes with the ball. Later. No, that would that's, be uh, that's no, a nightmare. But, that's what I think is but also, happen, like though. that might be the the drive they have to stop them. You know what I'm saying? Like that mm-hmm. might be the crucial moment of the game. Yeah, we don't know, but yeah, we'll see. I think it's gonna be a. I think I've been saying this for like a week now. I think for the neutral, like Zach, it's gonna be a good game. Like I do not think this is gonna be a, a Super Bowl that disappoints. Two good offenses, two good defenses. Both teams have good offensive lines, defensive lines. Like, 
Rihanna at halftime, commercials. It's gonna be a whole event. Interesting. <sighs> Who? What, what company thinks they have the best commercial? Oh. What company Ooh. thinks they're gonna come out with the best? That's commercial? so hard. I feel like. Pepsi and Doritos always come with fire commercials yep. every year. I think avocados from Mexico I was always, that too. always I was come out that with too. an incredible one. They always one. come up with something. I was thinking that I love one too. It. I love it. No, it's, it's going to be a funny time. I'm, AT&T I, will throw their hat in the ring too. At some nothing point. is better than the Super Bowl Sunday. It just really isn't. And my grandparents are leaving on the Sunday morning, so Ooh. I'm... You know, I'm like, I'm going to go crazy on Super Bowl Sunday. And, uh, <laughs> uh, so it's going to be fun. Uh, I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go have a great time, drink a ton of Dr. Pepper. And then we're gonna have a good time. For which the, the Villanova and the Eagles, or uh, no, just just for Super Bowl. Oh, okay. Just v- for Super Villanova, Bowl. Going, how could you go in sober watching Villanova men's basketball, dude? Oh, that's hard. That, there, <laughs> I think you almost have to have some uh, Doctor Pepper, Doctor Peppers to <laughs> survive that. Anyway, we're all twenty-one here, so it's all right. <sighs> At least I think, unless Nick has a fate. I'm kidding. Nah, nah, I'm 21. <laughs> almost 22. Yeah, you're. I'm almost you 22 like also. Oh. Wait, when's your birthday? 10th. 22nd. Oh, okay, wow. okay, birthday, buddy. We're all oh, yeah. around, and I'm I'm right after March 10th, so. Yeah, but you you got a little honest. Yeah, I got about a year. Takes the uh, fifth year senior. Not I actually. I'm like but... a seventh year senior. Oh. <laughs> Anything more? We'll talk. I got two minutes left here on the show. Um. The Vikings and, just hired a new DC. Oh yeah, we got. Uh, uh, I just, I'll just bring it up Brian quick. Two minutes. Brian Flores, the genius that led Miami to back-to-back winning seasons, in uh, before McDaniel. Genius. I would say he was. I'd say he was. Should not. Have he could fired. be a defensive genius as a head coach. I mean, I, I, I mean, they were like one in seven. They got him in the playoffs. Yeah, he got in the playoffs no, he's twice. A good, I think that's a good hire. Well, I don't know. I just, they never got in the playoffs. He never got in the playoffs. They only, oh, well, they, they they only they, missed the playoffs like one, like half a game. Season, I yeah. think he's a, a. That's a really good hire for DC. Like a really, really good hire. I know. I just I think don't know if it pushes hire. the the Vikings to a Super Bowl team. No, I don't because, think it does. I don't think it does. Kirk, but I think it helps honestly. us. He's the guy that will help rebuild that defense. Definitely, and it's a complete mess. Yeah. Do you guys have good draft capital this year? No. <laughs> okay. We have well, that, fir- that's gonna. We hurt. have a first round pick that's and then like three other picks later in the draft. We only have four total picks. Okay. Yeah. Not wow. great. We're, we're loaded. Which the Eagles are yeah. loaded. Yeah, no, which yeah, is yeah, kind of ridiculous. Two first round picks over the Super Bowl. Yeah. Including number ten. Yeah. Yeah. That's gonna be huge. Kinda and nuts. you guys are gonna get. I think you guys will get an insane player at number ten. Yeah. I hope so. Like I Jerry think you Porter guys could get. Yeah. I was just about Jerry to say Porter that. Jr. Come to the Eagles. Or you guys could get another. You guys could get really. Now there's who's the top group CV there? Like, who's that? Who's that top? CV? Jerry Porter Jr. Keely Ringo. Christian Gonzalez. Yeah. Yeah. You'll get one of them. Yeah. I think. Yeah. I don't see you guys completely going for like a. A wide receiver even. I don't see that. Yeah. Maybe, maybe like maybe we, we could we could get a slot guy like at late first round. Yeah, yeah. because I mean, because Devontae and AJ are the top two. You know? Yeah, no, it's fine. But yeah, no, I think I, I'm really hyped for the hire as the Vikings fan. I I wanted, I was scared we were gonna get stuck with Mike Pettin, who was mm-hmm. our assistant DC last year, and I'm like, I don't want him, and so I'm happy when Flores made a splash. Yeah. Respect. Last night on the Eagles draft, impact safety. That could be a place. We'll talk about the draft more, but Yo, I think corner impact safety, maybe linebacker, could be you a. You guys have so be, few holes. Yeah, it's crazy. The question is, is would you want to draft somebody? Would you maybe want to draft a replacement for somebody that's getting older? Well, like, yeah, I think that's like why people GT. are saying corner. Like, would you want to draft a defensive tackle? 
that could be an area. But people are saying, well, we have um, we just drafted Jordan Davis though. Well, but, yeah, but people but are saying corner. People are saying corner because Darius Slay's in his thirties. Bradbury is going to be a free agent Darius this offseason. Darius in his thirties? Yeah, he's, so. he's old. Um, and he's James so Bradbury is going to be a free agent this offseason. We have to resign Gardner him. Johnson. Do you guys have Gardner yeah, Johnson? Yeah, we see Gardner Johnson, okay. but he's more of a slot guy yeah. due to his size. No, he is. So. Okay. All right. Well, that's about wraps it up here. Go Eagles. Super Bowl Sunday. Of course, everyone will be watching, and hopefully they win. We'll be very excited or very down. Yep. It's going to be one of the two <laughs> next Monday. I will Monday. be happy either way if it's a good game. Oh, my so. God. Yeah, I won't be. I'll be mopey. Yeah. I will well, be we're going to be cheerful. We're going to be cheerful. Exactly. We're going to be cheerful. Anyway, keep it here. Grease and pulls up next. Three hours of power here in 89.1 The Roar. You're listening to Sports Takes with Jake. Come back here next week, 7 o'clock, right here. WXVU 89.1 The Roar. Good night, everyone.